How do we love those who the world considers worthless? How do we find the heart and patience to care for others in non-reciprocal relationships? How do we grow in communion with the needy? I'm Dennis Metzler, and welcome to The Charge. Jean Vanier, founder of Large Communities, where people with and without intellectual disabilities live and work together, wrote From Brokenness to Community. An excerpt was included in the anthology called The Community, The Life Jesus Wants for His People, as a chapter titled Communion. From Vanier, we learned that real Christian community with brothers and sisters is rooted in vital communion with them. But this communion can only arise as we experience ongoing communion with our Creator and Redeemer. The overflow of God's love for us makes love for each other realizable. However, this communion in community can likely happen only with the creation of structures relating to time and place. That is, we have to be physically close enough to people for a significant amount of time to facilitate the possibility of communion. However, changing our schedules and the place of our residence for the sake of our church or spiritual community is an affront to today's individualism. Vanier gets to the heart of what it means to relate to someone in Christ, especially when they are very needy and we are called to serve them. Vanier gives us this summary of communion. He writes, To be in communion means to be with someone and to discover that we actually belong together. Communion means accepting people just as they are, with all their limits and inner pain, but also with their gifts and their beauty and their capacity to grow. End quote. We are not to interact with others based on what we want them to be for us or who they might be at their very best. There needs to be a total openness to the other, with all their woundedness and goodness. This comes as we realize that it is Christ who is drawing us together in the fellowship of belonging. Vanier goes on to describe the nature of love that is inherent to communion. He asserts, To love someone is not first of all to do things for them, but to reveal to them their beauty and value, and to say to them through our attitude, You are beautiful. You are important. End quote. This is a huge challenge for so many of us. We would much rather do concrete things that help others and thereby express our loving care. But people need more than that. So many are beset with degrading shame, and they therefore need others to affirm their value and even beauty. God so delights in each of his children, but he wants to communicate that adoration through human agents. We need to listen to people, to truly pay attention. Are we aware of what has happened in their lives and what they are currently going through? Are we aware of their pain and their hopes? When we use words, our ability to speak life to someone else regarding the value God has assigned to them comes as overflow out of our own awareness as the beloved of Christ. As much as our words, 
It is the look of love that builds people up and gives their soul a sense of pricelessness. The welcoming embrace offered in the gaze of affection, understanding, and care binds people to each other and to the Father. Vanier realizes the depth of pain that many people encounter which has no real solution in this life. During times of great loss, the accompaniment of a friend is their best comfort. Vanier maintains, it is important for them to know that they can be themselves, that even though they have wounds and pain, they are loved. It is a liberating experience for them to realize that they do not have to conform to any preconceived idea about how they should be. End quote. For some who suffer, there is the temptation to try too hard to get over it, to be too set on restoring emotional equilibrium, to live too much in the joy of the Lord. Like the lamenting psalmist, we need to give people a chance to experience their pain and grief and to express it to others and to God with all honesty. Praise and thanks will come, but it is not our job to compel it. According to Vanier, true communion with others does not create a fusion of beings which can only lead to a confusion in relationships. We are not to pursue communion with such rigor that we negate our individuality. Individualism is the enemy but never individuality. Our unity is meant to give life, not crush the soul. Rather, Vanier states, we are called to grow together, each one becoming more fully himself or herself. Communion, in fact, gives the freedom to grow. It is not possessiveness. End quote. The goal here is emotional, social, and spiritual growth, especially along the lines of Paul's fruit of the Spirit. The goal is not to become as close as possible to each other. This is particularly important to keep in mind when someone may be leaving the community. True communion is to grow organically in conjunction with a unity in diversity, but never a humanly imposed uniformity. However, our human nature, especially in modern Western culture, is not predisposed towards this way of being in communion. Vanier honestly assesses his earlier years when he recalls, I had been taught to climb the ladder, to seek promotion, to compete, to be the best, to win prizes, and then suddenly you sense that you're being called by Jesus to go down the ladder and to share your life with those who have little culture, who are poor and marginalized, and a real struggle breaks out within oneself. End quote. The pursuit of communion with others, especially those deemed the lowest, is the opposite of selfish ambition. The values associated with rising to the top economically, socially, and politically are contrary to Jesus' gospel values that calls to fellowship with the least of these. For Vanier and many of the rest of us, the root of our selfish ascent towards success is founded on a godless way of responding to our, quote, own fears and anguish, the fear of being devalued or pushed aside, the fear of opening up our hearts and of being vulnerable or of feeling helpless in front of others in pain. End quote. 
We need to be ruthlessly honest with ourselves and take the time to discern our inner motivations and their origins. We can sense the insecurity from within. We can sense the awkward distance it puts between ourselves and others and the Holy Spirit. It is in confessing our weaknesses in this area that real growth can happen. Merely trying to look confident to establish our social position when we are actually full of fear is a sure way to keep us locked into a lifestyle of anxiety and insecurity. Relational safety is essential for providing a place where individuals can enter into vulnerability at their own pace. Communion is a gift from the Spirit and can only exist and flourish where there is a mutual and non-coerced vulnerability that allows, even welcomes, the other person to change us. Vanier, in his work with people with intellectual disabilities, becomes even more vulnerable when he confesses, I discovered something that I had never confronted before, that there were immense forces of darkness and hatred within my own heart. At particular moments of fatigue or stress, I saw forces of hate rising up inside me and the capacity to hurt someone who was weak and was provoking me." End quote. Many of us need to confess that we are put off by physical and mental disabilities in others. If we are directly responsible for taking care of them and find ourselves fatigued, then it is easy to become thoroughly exasperated. It is natural to be tempted to even physically harm those who seem to be causing us so much grief. But the Spirit of God empowers us to love, even in the most difficult situations. The more you are set on furthering your own career, position, and status, the harder it will be to take care of the needy and experience communion with them. But Christ calls us to downward mobility. This is why the whole Bible, and particularly Jesus, spends so much time calling us to care for the weak and needy, because many of us would just as soon ignore them. Jesus summons us to die to ourselves and to take up our crosses. His Holy Spirit indwells us to comfort and empower us through the difficulties of relational service. Vanier helps us discern our motivations for being a Christian and for living in community. He reveals, certainly I wanted to follow Jesus, to know him and love him, but more out of idealism than because I wanted to live in communion. End quote. We find out the hard way when things in the community don't go our way what our real motivations are for being in close relationship. Our idealistic notions of doing the right thing and changing the world must be purified and redirected. Rather than needing to justify ourselves before others, our motivations need to be grounded in our experience of the superabundant love of God. Initially, our idealism may draw us to others, but in the long run, we will wither unless idealism is replaced by servanthood. Vanier relates more of his personal history as a novice in community as he remembers. I avoided people by throwing my energy into doing good things, praying and studying, but maybe that was a necessary time of growth for me. 
I needed the spiritual and intellectual formation which would gradually give me the inner strength to be able to enter into real relationships, to learn, to listen to people, and to love them, and to become really myself." End quote. Here we get important insights into what personal growth is all about. Some people come to community life with a huge capacity for communion, for loving even the most difficult people. Many others, like Vanier, need some space away from people to grow in interpersonal strength so as to be able to live and serve well in the midst of very challenging relationships. What doesn't kill you may make you stronger, or what doesn't kill you may be so overwhelming that your only inclination is to run away. We don't want to throw people in too far over their heads, but instead give them the grace and space to develop a greater capacity to love and truly be in communion with others, always fostered by the loving presence of God. By the cross and resurrection of Christ, the deep and abiding love of the Father is poured out on us through the Spirit. This makes possible a communion between the brothers and sisters in any Christian communities of commitment, especially congregations. The love we have for one another is integral to bring into the world the proclaimed word, every act of peacemaking, all nonviolent works for justice, and everything we do to steward creation. The communion Jesus calls us to, with him and with others, extends outward in kingdom mission, where the supernatural gifts of the Spirit are at work, and where we pray to the Father that one day the world will be shown a visibly united universal church. But even more, we proclaim the return of the Christ and the renewal of all things in Him. I'm Dennis Metzler, and you've been listening to The Charge. I've got a lot more podcasts, so please check them out. Peace to everyone.